party wolf oh are we recording oh well thank you for the glorious heads up oh yeah that totally made a difference difference. no it did not (laughs) you're full of it what's up everybody this is mark monroe and this is the breakdown yeah so should it be the breakdown should it not Uh, cue the intro much in season one i gave a lot of intro base uh material for each and every single one of you to kind of like dissect and chew upon and in season two you're gonna hear us go a little bit more in depth to talk a little bit more about some specific subjects that hit right towards the core so i felt like since we've already talked about the rolling fours and touched upon the 70 30 now it's talking about How did you get there? And especially if you've had some habits that aren't quite the greatest when it comes to money and managing your finances. So let's get into it. So today we talk all about managing your money. Not me, I I, I don't wanna manage your money. That's not a financial advisor. We talk about you managing more of your money better. So how is it that you can manage your finances Uh, I know that some folks hate the B word with, you know, budgets, but it's very, very significant when it comes to, I guess, quote unquote, having a money plan, like JoLynn likes to say it. Um, But it's to better help you prepare yourself so that way you can be successful at reaching your 70-30 goal or 50-50 or 60-40, wherever your goals are set for. So how do we do it? So. I'm going to go through a few things in which that you can do to better help yourself and prepare yourself mentally to start thinking better about how is it that you stop spending or overspending on things that you definitely don't need. Okay, so the first thing that I look at when it comes to really just, I guess, either having a budget or a money plan is really your relationship with it. So ask yourself this, what is your relationship with your money? Like when I ask you that question, exactly, it's pretty clear. Like, you know, are you the type of person as soon as you get money from your paycheck, do you spend it? And when I mean spend it, do you spend all of it? And how much of it is bills and how much of it is things in which that you just don't need, AKA frivolous expenses. So now if you have expenses, like for example, your rent and stuff like that, then that's totally different because that's part of your livelihood. I put everything in the form of something very, very simple. One, does this help me make revenue? So here are some of the things in which that we look at that help you make revenue. Well, one, if you need to put a roof over your head to sleep, then that's crucial because if you don't have adequate sleep, then you're not gonna do well at either your job or your own company that you own, thus eating into your potential revenue gains. The second thing, is nourishment like food uh if you don't eat then you starve and i mean i don't want you to starve nobody wants you to starve nobody should go hungry so that's out so then when we look at other things like for example car if it requires you to drive someplace in order to get to work or to do your job then that's also revenue building so those are three things in which that we can look at as simplistically as revenue building okay so here are the things in which 
are probably not revenue building. Buying a bunch of things like, for example, jewelry that doesn't build revenue. Um, buying other things like, for example, you know, a bunch of excess clothes when you already have a closet filled with clothes. You know, many times one of our relationships with buying a bunch of stuff that we don't need is the connection. So for example, you know, what are you going through? What is it that you're thinking when you're buying these things? And a good way to like set up some goals here is when it comes to like identifying is first, do I really need these things? That's the first thing. Before you buy it, ask yourself, do I really need this or can I go without? One of the things that I do is I'll wait 24 hours uh, before I actually even make a purchase. So if I could still think about it in the next 24 hours, then it'll be something that I'll probably make the purchase on. And essentially, if it's not, then pretty much I just move on, forget about it. The second thing is, well, what value does this bring to me? Now, is it's, now, some of the things that we buy them, we buy them because they make us feel good or they make us feel happy, and that's fine. But when you're always buying things to make you feel happy, then I think that we probably need to do some reshifting here. Because the things in which that should also make you happy are the things in which that many times that you do for others. Kind of like purpose. It's not about you, it's more so about what you can do to help others. That's something there when we talk about a relationship with money. The second, one of the second items is being comfortable about having the discussion about money. And I know that within our culture, that's something that has been like passed on from generation to generation where we don't really feel comfortable about having these conversations. It's kind of like you get squirmy, like, you know, you sit in a seat and it just doesn't feel comfortable. So when we have these conversations, I think the thing is, is that first, don't have conversations with folks about money that you're gonna one, feel uncomfortable with. So for example, if you feel like they don't have your best interests at heart, just don't have the conversation. But have conversations about money with folks in whom much that you trust. People in whom much that you know that they have your best interests at heart and that you can be transparent with. And you're not looking for people to judge you, but you're looking for people to possibly hold you accountable because it's a community-based thing. Now, if you're all about, hey, I don't want anybody in my money situation, that's totally fine. I mean, that's your choice. Um, but if you want to, then it's an option. <laughs> option. <laughs> so one of the other things that we look at when it comes to like relationship with money is essentially where are we at mentally? when we spend. So some folks spend uh, large portions of money to cover up things in which that what they feel or it fills a void of emptiness. But here's the thing about like when you go through that process of going through a significant amount of excess spending, you're not really filling that void. It's temporary. So when we mean that it's temporary, that means that, you know, pretty much it'll give you temporary satisfaction but in the long run, you're gonna just need to go find other things to fill it up. So when we think about like goals and moving forward, we don't set these goals so that way you can later on go ahead and spend large exorbitant amounts of money. That's not the purpose. If you're spending money to cover up what's inside that's happening on the inside mentally, this is where you need to actually develop a support system and be willing to talk to people. Um, I know that it's an uncomfortable process and it's uncomfortable, but trust me, you'll feel better about it later on. And on top of that, it kind of breaks the chains that kind of like holds that 
that kind of holds you in bondage because of the fact that you feel like you have to consistently spend in order to feel better about yourself. Trust me, you don't. You're already a dope person. I mean, you're sitting here watching this video, so that automatically makes you super duper dope. I mean, at least by 25% or 50. And so I'm probably sure that there's other folks around you that also think that you're dope as well. So if you're going through something, don't spend money as a ways and means to make yourself feel better. Don't go shopping when you feel depressed or anything like that. Talk to people because you do more detriment to yourself and also to your potential future when you think about it. Here's some, here's some tips and tools in which that we can go through. And let's actually start putting together that action plan. So first things first, here we go. Start having the discussion either with self or just start documenting, just writing it down and on a sheet of paper. What is your relationship with money? I want you to give it three different items, three different bullet points. You know, how does it make you feel? You know, when you've actually spent it, before you spend it, when you have it. So the reason why we wanna do that is because we wanna look at the before and the after. And when we mean by we, it's more so you. It's just, we're having a session together. You know, we're having a moment. So now that we discussed your relationship with money, so then the next thing is, what is it that you want your money to do for you? So if you want your money to go ahead and produce more for you, then one of the things that you're going to have to do is you're going to have to stop spending it and sending it out to other places. So a good way to think about it is every dollar that you spend on expenses in which that are just unnecessary expenses, let this sink into us. For example, you have a financial goal. But at the same time that you have that financial goal, the money that you're spending is going to someone else. So which means you're making somebody else rich versus or wealthy versus yourself. And if your focus is to build generational wealth, you can't build generational wealth if you're letting your money just go out the door to someone else. You see what I mean there? And so that's a key piece there because now it's like you start thinking about more so in the sense of ownership. So I want you to look at it in the sense of, we go through companies all the time here at the Come Up series, where we show you how to break down the fundamentals of the company and the technical analysis of a company. All right, so now we look into you, like literally you, the company. Yeah, not your startup or your business that you may be running if you're an entrepreneur. Those things are great, but that's not what we're looking at. We're looking at more so you, First name, last name, Inc. So for example, in my case, Mark Monroe, Inc. Cool. All right, so you, the company, are you worth investing into? So when we look at that, in the Come Up series, we talk a lot about like, for example, how to define a damaged company versus a damaged stock. We also talk about how is it that you can look at the fundamentals of a company and see if they're good based upon financials. Um, we look at a bunch of other factors and now we start turning it on its head and we start looking at you, the company. So for example, we know that you bring in revenue, AKA your income, and then we know that you have expenses, your fixed expenses, and then you have your variable expenses, which those things change from time to time. So the question is, are you profitable at the end of every year, quarter, or month? So how do you do that? 
you take, say for example, such income and minus expenses, and then there's either profit or there's no profit. And sometimes you can probably borrow if you end up going above your income, then you go to credit, then that's ultimately creating debt. You see what we do there? So a lot of times we carry on just as much debt as say, for example, companies do percentage wise. So let's just put it into perspective. If you make $60,000 a year, but yet you spend $60,000 a year, and on top of that, you spend about maybe $5,000 worth of credit, then that means that you're actually at a negative and you're in debt by 5,000. So which means the company of you is actually not a profitable company. And if you keep doing this over a span of time, but not showing signs of growth, then that would be considered a damaged company. So let that sink in for a second. Imagine what we just did there. When you start thinking about yourself as a company, now you start to change the game because we've already changed the game as it pertains to how we look at companies and how you invest and how you trade. But now it's like, what good is being able to invest in those companies or become highly profitable in your trades or in your investments so if you're not doing those things well in, say, for example, your personal finances, but yet you're doing well when it comes to trades, then you're technically still not winning. And our goal is we want you to be winning on all different facets. So it's all about looking at yourself as a company. And the more that you start thinking about yourself or your family as a company and what your family brings in and what your family puts out and then what's left over, now it comes into perspective of how is it that you can start looking for areas of growth. Now, remember, we talk about this a lot at the Come Up series. We build it upon three principles, liquidity, leverage, and scale. Now, why do we talk about that? Well, when we put it on the personal side for liquidity, leverage, and scale, you need to have liquidity in order to be able to invest in the market. And then once when you've had successful investments in the market and you've built up a certain amount of liquidity, now you can turn that liquidity into a leverage play. So that way you can go even further and put your family even into a different stratosphere when it comes to wealth. Then after that, when you've leveraged from the liquidity that you've been able to build for yourself, now the next thing that you're able to do is scale. And when we mean by scale, now you're in a totally different ball game. You're no longer in the rat race. You're no longer trying to aim for the nine to five or trying to survive the nine to five going around that reoccurring cycle. Um, now you've broken the cycle. Now you're in the process of focusing on generational wealth. Now, let's do a quick recap. The first thing that we got to look at is your relationship with money. You know, how do you feel about it? What's your what's your status with it? You know, do the two of you need to kind of like have somewhat of a sabbatical or somewhat of a spend some time apart from each other, whatever it is. Then on top of that, we talked about essentially where the mind is in perspective. Like, what do you think of? Where do you place the value? The things that are around you, are they built that you buy? Do they build forth revenue? If they're not building revenue or if they're not helping you achieve future goals, then it really makes you be a little bit skeptical. And the third thing that we talked about was you, the company. So with those three things, I'm very positive that you're going to be able to get to the 70-30. And I look forward to us having another deep dive because this is only just the beginning of what we're going to talk about money. 
We're gonna go even further where we talk about the taboos of money and what our relationship is generationally and how is it that we can start breaking some of those generational curses. We're also gonna talk about in this series of The Breakdown, where we start breaking down other things outside of your personal finance. We're also gonna break down companies. But the first thing that we needed to do is, before we can break down companies, we have to start breaking down your finances. And this is the first step, so here's your homework. Go over those three things and actually write it down. And then after you've done all those things and analyzed yourself as a company, ask yourself this, is your company or are you worth investing into as a company? And if you don't believe that you are, that's okay. You gotta start somewhere. And if it means that you're just being objective and being honest with yourself, that's okay. The next thing is after we've been objective and honest with ourselves, and if we don't feel like we are that company that would be worth investing, now we know where the pain points are. And now we know that we can start going through and now we have an action plan of how is it that we can make those things better, right? So let's do a recap of those things. So first things first, wait 24 hours before you buy something. You don't have to buy something at the drop of the dime, just wait. And if you could still, if you're still thinking about it and still saying that you actually need to purchase this, then by all means, go for it. The second thing is asking yourself of, okay, is this something that I'm actually going to need later on down the road or is this just a one-time thing? If it's a one-time thing and if it's very serious, then by all means, again, go for it. But if it's something that you're not gonna really need in the future and it's just a one-time thing, it's okay, let it go, you can do without. These are just the small things in which that we wanted to go through just to get you started. Trust me, there's another one coming around the horizon, but this is just a start, just so that way you can get your mind juices flowing as it pertains to money. I guarantee you by the time that we're done with this series, not only will you be able to look at your finances different and also operate differently, but then also there's a little added bonus. You'll see companies different as well. Well, I said a lot, but you know, hopefully this helped. Until next time, I'm Mark Monroe, and this was your breakdown. I'll see you in the next one.